Today's podcast is brought to you by Howie's new book, Paperboy. To order today, go to HowieCarshow.com and click on store. Live from the Aviva Trattoria studio, it's the Grace Curley Show. we got to bring in a new voice, a young voice, a rising voice, Grace Curley. You can read Grace's work in the Boston Herald and the Spectator. Especially, Grace, Grace, stand up. Here's the millennial with the mic, Grace Curley. Welcome back to the Howie Car... No, to the Grace Curley Show. On the Howie Car Radio Network. I'm so happy. People are snagging these heaters, which is a great move. If you go to GraceCurleyShow.com and you click on the store, you can get the Eden Pure Gen 2 Infrared Heater. They are going quickly. They're going like hotcakes. And you're getting a heater that's worth $372. You're getting it for just $112. This is a really great deal, and it's a really good way to save money. You got to spend money to save money. And in this case, you actually will save tons of money on your heating bills with this device. All right. There's been a story, Jared, that I've been dying to talk about. Um, and it has to do with, doo, 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 I'm going to see if you know what I'm talking about, Jared, when I say this. It has to do with, no. Don't know. Sex and the City. That's the Sex and oh, the City theme song. Oh, how would I know that? Yeah, I didn't think you would. Um, okay, so Cynthia Nixon, who is a star from Sex and the City, two big stories with her today. And I mentioned yesterday that she was going on a hunger strike with a group of protesters. And immediately I was unimpressed by this strike because you hear hunger strike and I'm thinking, okay, finally, some people are, because typically with these, with these demonstrators, protesters, rioters, whatever you want to call them, Typically, it feels to me as though they're just sitting around trying to find fun things to ruin. And I don't like that. They remind me of the Grinch staring down at Whoville. Like, okay, how can we just ruin all of the uh, the, the pomp and circumstance? Um, and then I heard about the hunger strike. I was like, okay, now that is something where if you feel that strongly about it, you go on a hunger strike. It turns out that Cynthia Nixon, I'm going to read this headline to you and you tell me what you gather from this. Okay, Jared, it's this is from the New York Post. It says Cynthia Nixon launches Hollywood style hunger strike for Gaza ceasefire just two out of five days. So it says dash just two out of five days. Now, keep in mind, I was already kind of unimpressed with this from the beginning because she was one out of six people that was doing the hunger strike. And I thought to myself, uh, the people who gathered to ruin the Christmas tree lighting, there was definitely more than six of them. So how come all these uh, pro-Palestinian protesters can get together real quick and in large numbers to ruin things like the Macy's Day Parade, but they can't drum up more than six for a hunger strike? What gives? But then I read just two out of the five days, and I'm like, what the hell does that mean? How do you selectively go some of the days of a hunger strike and not the other days. Yeah, they're like swapping out, like when you used to have to wait in line for concert tickets or something? Or I guess it says, it says Sex and the City star Cynthia Nixon has joined a hunger strike demanding a permanent Israel-Hamas ceasefire, although she's doing it Hollywood style. Two out of the five days. None of this is normal. None of this is routine. And none of this can be allowed to continue, she said outside the White House. Nixon was previously among more than 260 artists who signed an open letter 
you all know how I feel about open letters, calling for Biden and Congress to demand a ceasefire. The former New York gubernatorial candidate will take part in the five-day hunger strike for two days before she returns to New York for work commitments. No, 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 I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw something else out there, okay? We do a lot of things remotely nowadays. People work remotely, do interviews remotely. Why can't you do the hunger strike remotely? Bigger back better. I- I'm serious. I'm serious. Explain why you can't do this on the road. What about, is there a scene that she's filming in which she's required to eat? I don't think so. Probably not. So I'm just confused. Can't you be doing this? Can't you, in solidarity with your fellow protesters, can't you continue the hunger strike even while you're at your job? So she's doing two days, but the other four people that are there expected to do five people, sorry, (laughs) they're expected to do the entire five day run. So she's like the supervisor. I'm getting the sense they don't have work commitments to return to. (laughs) Their schedules are cleared, Jared, but it actually gets better because it's been kind of a rough news week for Cynthia Nixon. She's also in the news because she was on Celebrity Jeopardy. And I have to tell you this, Celebrity Jeopardy, they don't do it that often. It is the funniest thing ever because I wouldn't be good at Jeopardy. I can be, I, I, I know that about myself. We all have our strengths. I also wouldn't be good at Wheel of Fortune. You know how those things go viral where it's like, oh, Wheel of Fortune, this guy made himself look like an idiot. That would be me. I watch it occasionally before Jeopardy and it, you'd be shocked how long, maybe you wouldn't be. <laughs> Plenty of people call me an airhead. You'd be shocked how long it takes me to get some of these sentences. But I would never go on Celebrity Jeopardy if I were famous because it's the quickest way to reveal how little you know about everything. And if you're a celebrity, like there were three celebrities, right? Cynthia Nixon and then uh, Cedric the Entertainer and this, this comedian who I actually follow. She's pretty funny. Heather McMahon. But Heather McMahon and Cedric the Entertainer, I don't think they're very political. Like they don't try to force their politics on people. They try to entertain people. Cedric the Entertainer. Cynthia Nixon is constantly, as we've seen with the hunger strike, the two out of five day hunger strike, she's constantly trying to get up on a soapbox and and educate people on all of these issues. She has a lot to lose here. She has a reputation at stake and she lost big time. She was the only person in Final Jeopardy who didn't get the question right. Jared, do you want to hear the question? Sure. Actually, first, I'll give you the clue. Okay. Unique buildings. Or category. That's the category. Here's the clue. Despite 17.5 miles of hallway, you can walk anywhere in this Virginia building within about five minutes due to its concentric layout. Now, Heather and Cedric the Entertainer got this correct, and they wrote the Pentagon. Cynthia Nixon wrote VA Hospital, and she got it wrong. Now, I'm not saying that she's not a smart lady, but I'm just saying that the same week you go on a two out of five day hunger strike and then you lose big time and you get made fun of on Celebrity Jeopardy. Maybe not your best week ever. Eight four four five hundred forty two forty two. Let's go to Nick. You're up next on the Grace Curley show. Go ahead, Nick. On this latest thing with the uh, invasion of Twitter by the Department of Injustice, how many elections do we 
have to see to be interfered with. 2016, 2020, 22, now 24, by the Department of Justice. We saw all the stuff, the most recent one, with that fellow Taibbi and the other reporter there, exposing, thank you, uh, uh, Elon Musk, for providing the information. I'm sure this is payback for that, too. Yeah. We know what they've done. This is, in the Congress, 435 bums sit there. There's only eight good ones, by the way. That's uh, That would be Gates and company. In the United States Senate, there's only nine good ones, as we've seen with the deliberation on the uh, uh, budget and stuff. That's it, okay? But they don't have the courage to go against this crap. No, they just fund them and give them all that they want. What are your comments on that? Nick, I'm glad you brought this up. This is a huge story. If you didn't um, read what Twitter was asked to hand over in the uh, case against Donald J. Trump, it's pretty insane. It's like anyone who's ever favorited any of his tweets. It was within a certain time period, I think, of January 6th, but that doesn't make it any better. I'll read the story to people when we come back because Nick's right. It is it is really insane. And there's another big story brewing as far as censorship goes regarding YouTube and the information or the misinformation, which is code for any information the left doesn't want you to know, that was blocked or censored or taken down or suppressed from YouTube. So we'll get to that in just one second. Thank you, Nick, for the call. And thank you for bringing that up because I know people want to hear about it. When we come back, we'll take more of your calls and we will talk about that. We'll talk about what's happening with X, formerly known as Twitter. And you don't want to go anywhere. With the current economy, the tensions in the Middle East, and a great deal of uncertainty, the world has gone mad. But that does not mean that we shouldn't stop and think about the fact that we have so much to be grateful for. It is not the time to forget our fallen heroes, because despite all of the craziness, despite everything that's happening around us, we have so many reasons to be a grateful nation. And in large part, we have our military and our veterans to thank for our liberties and our freedoms. National Wreaths Across America Day is Saturday, December 16th. You can join in the mission to remember our fallen heroes, honor those who currently serve, and teach younger generations the value of their freedoms. That's my favorite part is the teaching because there's a lot of younger people who do not understand how much goes into the freedoms that they enjoy, how many people have to sacrifice so much, sometimes make the ultimate sacrifice so that they can live in this country and enjoy all of these freedoms. And that's what Wreaths Across America really tries to do. A $17 donation to Wreaths Across America sponsors a fresh, handmade balsam wreath from Maine with a single red bow. The veterans' wreaths have become a gift of America's respect. Join the more than 2 million volunteers and supporters who will gather to remember, honor, and teach at more than 4,000 participating locations in all 50 states, at sea, and abroad. If you've ever seen these ceremonies, they're so beautiful, they are so moving, and they're so easy to be a part of, which is a $17 donation. Please sponsor a Veterans Wreath today. Show your appreciation for our veterans. Go to wreathsacrossamerica.org. That's wreathsacrossamerica.org. Please donate now. We will be right back with more of your calls. This is The Grace Curley Show. You're listening to The Grace Curley Show. This is The Grace Curley Show. We're having this debate in the green room about Billy Joel because Emma, 
I don't know. Can I say this? Emma on the air, is that okay? Because I don't know if the haters... Okay, she said that was cool. Emma doesn't like Billy Joel. And, oh, do you want to get on the mic? Do you want to get on the mic? Go ahead. Yes, I think he is an off-brand Elton John. And Taylor and I were discussing this. Taylor actually thinks that's an apt description. And he said... Taylor said he's more of a heterosexual Elton John. But if I want that energy, I'm going to go full Elton John. John. Yep. Um, I never, I never thought of that. I will say he's not my Billy Joel. If you're talking about Billy Joel or Elton John, neither of them are my favorite musicians. I will say there are some Billy Joel songs that I bop to. And, and Taylor said to me, if you could give Emma one recommendation, what would it be? And I like scenes from an Italian restaurant. I love that part in it, Emma. And you're going to listen to this and you're going to know what I mean. Brenda and Eddie were the popular steadies and the king and the queen of the prom. Boom, boom, boom. Riding around with the rag top down and the radio on. It's really good. It gets really fast. Challenge accepted. I'll keep you updated. Yeah, you got to It's a long song, but it's worth it. But in general, he's not my favorite. I'm actually shocked that Taylor likes Billy Joel because he's such a curmudgeon. And I feel like Billy Joel's songs are ones that corny people really like. And I would think that Taylor would be like, "Ugh, it's so, you know, mainstream. Everybody likes it. So, you know, what, Taylor, you surprised me on that one. Jared, you know what I'm going to say. What are your thoughts on Billy Joel? I like Billy Joel. I, again, I, he's not one of my favorite artists. Um, I like I like kind of the Glass Houses stuff more than I like the 80s doo-wop stuff. 80s, like an innocent 80s man, Joel. yeah. Although I will say, uh, I love Stormfront. That's a great album. That says we didn't start the fire. Down Easter Alexa and all that. Actually, I guess I am a really big Billy Joel fan <laughs> since I know all this. Yeah, I like Billy Joel. All right, I just like you don't think about it. Then all of a sudden, it's like wow. Like I know all the songs. I know all the albums. Yes, I am a big Billy Joel fan. You know what? Very I, talented. You know what I don't better like? than Elton John. You know what I don't like at all? Piano Man. I, I loved it when I was younger and I first heard it. I was like, oh, this is so good. I find it to be so depressing. Well, it's the stories in the song. Kind of the point. It's so depressing. But yeah. people sing it at like fun events. Like they think, oh, this is so fun. Like, oh, this is a song we can all sing together. No, I'm not into it. I don't want to hear all the sob stories. It makes me depressed. Scenes from an Italian restaurant, also depressing when you really think about it. But the beat is just fun. I like moving out, Anthony's song. Love moving one. out. Yeah. Love That's probably my favorite joke. Anthony works at the grocery store and night he becomes a bartender. There's a couple. There's a couple that, you know, you're going to move your foot to. You're going to tap your foot a little bit. All right. Let's talk about this Twitter situation. I'm still calling it Twitter. I know everyone's saying X, formerly known as Twitter. Eh. It was the stupidest thing Elon Musk ever did. Okay. Like as much as some of his moves I really like, I do not like calling it X. So there's a big story now. This is from PJ Media. I'm just going to set this up for people, and then you can call in, because the last caller, Nick, was fired up about this, as he should be, as we all should be, really. It says, Special Counsel Jack Smith issued a warrant to Twitter that is so sweeping it takes one's breath away. Smith, who answers to Attorney General Merrick Garland and President Joe Biden, has issued a warrant to Elon Musk's Twitter to hand over any and all information about anything Donald Trump ever tweeted, muted, or liked. But that's not all. The special counsel is going after you, the public, for retweeting, favoriting, or responding to anything Donald Trump said on Twitter slash X. 
The warrant demands all information from the connect or notification tab from the account, including all lists of Twitter users who have favorited or retweeted tweets posted by the account, as well as all tweets that include the username associated with the account. Molly Hemingway of The Federalist, who was also a journalism instructor at Hillsdale College, outed the information about Smith's general warrant on Twitter to sound the alarm about this. Uh, She said it shocks the conscience that the warrant was so calmly accepted by so much of the country. The warrant calls for deep information about Trump's posts. Addendum B of the warrant seeks information about people who amplified his tweets in an attempt to link them to the January 6th riot. It's amazing how they leave no stone unturned when it comes to January 6th. Like, they want to know who's liking these tweets, who's retweeting it. And then you've got people planting bombs and they and they can't figure out who the people are. Oh, we'll never know. We'll never figure that out. I just find this very, very dystopian, very scary. And you know what? Howie the other day was doing a segment about um, he he ended up talking about the Patriot Act. And he said that when he was originally having these discussions years ago with callers, Howie said there was this caller, Joshua, who called in from New York, who was like, Howie, they're going to they're going to start spying on all of us. And Howie said, Joshua, they don't care about the weed that you're buying. Like they're not listening to your phone calls. And how we said the other day on the air, he goes, Joshua was right. Joshua saw what was coming. And this kind of also makes me think of what Nikki Haley was saying about how everyone should have to put their name and their identity on social media. And she couldn't understand why conservatives were saying that's a bad idea. It's like, this is why it's bad, because they're not doing this digging for anyone except for conservatives, for anyone except for MAGA supporters. That's when they'll pull out all the stops. That's when they'll start doing these forensic investigations into who liked Donald Trump's tweets on January 6th. And and where was the IP coming from? And who is this person? And were they near the Capitol on January 6th? Like when they want to, these agencies, they can find stuff out. And then when they don't want to, if you want to look at this from the from the other perspective, when they don't want to, when you've got something like Larry Nasser or when you've got a school shooter, they drop the ball completely. But when there's something that lights a fire for these people, like getting Trump supporters for the worst day since the insurrection, my oh my, do they know what they're doing? Do they know how to utilize every single investigative technique they possibly can, no matter how unethical it might be. 844-500-4242. When we come back, we will take your calls on this. Just a quick reminder to everyone to go to gracecurlyshow.com. Do we still have Jared enough here? Because I'm when I went on break last time, we had a handful. So we might have... There is less than a handful. There is less than a handful. Okay, so get yourself to GraceCurlyShow.com. Click on store. Get the Grace's goodies for this awesome heater that we are really close to being sold out of. And get it now. You're getting an incredible deal on this Eden Pure Gen 2 infrared heater. It's $372. You're getting it for just $112. Like Jared said, less than a handful available. And while you're there, you may as well grab a copy of Paperboy, signed by Howie Carr with free shipping. It's a special this week. And you also might as well vote in the poll question, which we'll do on the other side. Oh, I'm sorry, folks. You were too slow. We have just sold out. (sighs) Ah. 
oh man, I'm sorry, guys. Uh, maybe we'll try to see if Tyson will do another deal with us soon. But uh, thank you to everyone who purchased. We will be right back. We'll take your calls. I want to play sound from Marco Rubio. I want to hear from you about this Twitter fiasco. And you know what the last caller Nick brought up about Matt Taibbi? He's right. Matt Taibbi, you know, he, he started investigating the Twitter files. And then guess what happened to Matt Taibbi? The IRS showed up at his doorstep. We'll be right back. Live from the Aviva Trattoria studio. in the green room Jared pulls up an old cut of Billy Joel on Stephen Colbert going through his top five favorite songs and this was his number one so I would take that as saying I have very good taste in Billy Joel music Um, Jared there's a lot of big stories out there that people want to discuss we were obviously just talking about Twitter and this huge story that Molly Hemingway is on top of that talks about how Jack Smith that special counsel Jack Smith issued a warrant to Twitter that is so sweeping that a lot of people can't believe it. He wants Elon Musk's Twitter to hand over any and all information about anything Donald Trump ever tweeted, muted, or liked. But that's not all. This is from PJ Media. The special counsel is going after you, the public, for retweeting, favoriting, or responding to anything Donald Trump said on Twitter. And a lot of people were responding to him that day. It was a kind of crazy day. So uh, that's definitely going to give them plenty of wiggle room as to who they're going after now i also just want to add this in because this was a big story that i saw this morning on fox business white house worked with youtube to censor covid19 and vaccine misinformation i will say that when it comes to these giant tech companies the amount of information that they have the amount of power that they have is pretty staggering And in this case, it says the Biden administration worked together with employees of Google owned YouTube in 2021 to target alleged misinformation relating to the COVID-19 virus and its vaccinations. The documents reveal a level of correspondence previously unknown to the American public. The campaign was led by former White House director of digital strategy, Rob Flaherty who has since left the administration to help run Biden's 2024 re-election campaign. I'm sure he's doing a bang-up job with that. Flaherty emailed Google team members in April 2021 to connect about the work you're doing to combat vaccine hesitancy, but also crack down on vaccine misinformation. Flaherty continued asking for trends surrounding vaccine misinformation on the website. My question would be, Let's look at what misinformation he's discussing, because a lot of this misinformation about the vaccines ended up being true. A lot of the information that YouTube and Twitter and other platforms were suppressing or, you know, changing their algorithms not to show people ended up being true. I'll give you an example. Rand Paul kept talking about natural immunity and he kept wondering, how come we only have studies about natural immunity from Israel? 
we, we, the CDC has all of this information about people. Why aren't they using it to run any of these studies to get to use this data to figure out what's going on? But he was a huge proponent of natural immunity. And he was censored. I think he was thrown off of YouTube. Could he be someone that Rob Flaherty and the Biden team were worried about? Because in that case, it's not misinformation. It's information that the White House didn't want you to know because it ruined their narrative. It ruined their giant push that they were forcing down the throats of Americans. It says, Google, in an internal email, noted that after a subsequent meeting with Flaherty, the White House staffer particularly dug in on our decision making for borderline content, which is content that doesn't cross community guidelines, but rather brushes up against it, according to YouTube. A week later, Google acknowledged that it sent the White House the total amount of videos removed for COVID vaccine misinformation while discussing the government's desire for even more data. Really, Flaherty's interested in what we're seeing that is not coming down, read an internal Google email between employees. So he's mad that certain videos haven't been removed. This is what the people at the White House are spending their time worried about. There, it, it's, you know, Libby Emmons brought this up yesterday, Jared. I really like the way she phrased it. She said something like, we're a tattletale society. That's exactly what we are. And you wouldn't mind, they're, they're tattletaling on things that are accurate. They're mad about the accurate information that is out there and that people have access to it. The next day, YouTube's government affairs team emailed YouTube's product team flagging the interactions with the White House. There is a very high degree of interest now coming from the White House now regarding vaccine misinfo slash vaccine hesitancy in our work around borderline content. The email from YouTube read. Unfortunately, the role of tech in addressing vaccine hesitancy is about to come under a massive spotlight, particularly as the supply of the vaccine is soon to outpace demand. Yeah, not enough people are getting vaccinated, and so it's going to be our job to curtail free speech, to curtail what people can put out there. It's it's really a scandal. And the White House was proud of this at one point. I remember Jen Psaki talking about it. They were very happy with kind of this bullying campaign that they were running against big tech corporations and, you know, making sure that only the talking points approved by the Ministry of Truth got out there. But now they're they're walking away from it because now it's becoming very clear that this was a massive scandal, especially as we find out more and more about the vaccine and we find out more and more about how people were sold a false bill of goods. 844-500-4242. One more thing here, Jared, I wanted to get to before the end of the show. There is a big story today about how three were killed and six injured in a Hamas-claimed terror shooting at a Jerusalem bus stop. It says three people were killed and six were wounded, two of them seriously, in a terror shooting attack later claimed by Hamas. This is from the Times of Israel. The victims were named later. Uh, And according to police, at around 7.40 a.m., two Palestinian gunmen got out of a vehicle at the main entrance to the capital and opened fire at people at a bus stop. Now, again, to the ceasefire now crowd, to the hunger strike crowd, Hamas has broken this current ceasefire or this humanitarian pause multiple times already. They've detonated bombs. They've shot at people. This has happened multiple times. But the ceasefire now crowd will not stop. And so one of them actually accosted Marco Rubio. Do we have this cut, Jared? 
accosted Marco Rubio and asked him to call for a ceasefire. And this is something that drives me crazy about these protesters is like they want even if they know you don't believe something, they're just going to stand there and ask you to say it because they just want to hear it. They don't care if you regurgitate it and you don't believe it. They will bully it out of you. So they follow people around and they go, will you call for a ceasefire? Will you call for? You know that Marco Rubio is not going to do that. But you just want to be there and you want to whine to him and you want to try to get him in some sort of corner. Instead, Marco Rubio handled this really well. Take a listen. Senator Rubio, will you call for a ceasefire no, in Gaza? No, I will not. On the contrary. Rubio, are you filming it? Wait, so I want you guys to get this. I want them to destroy every element of Hamas they can get their hands on. These people are vicious animals who did horrifying crimes. And I hope you guys post that. And that's what about position. the civilians that I blame are being Hamas. killed every day? Hamas should stop hiding behind civilians, putting civilians in the way. Hamas knew that this was going to lead to this. So Hamas has stopped building their military installations underneath hospitals. So you don't care that 15,000 have died? You don't care about the babies that are I being care. killed I think every it's day? Horrifying. I think it's yeah. terrible, and I think Hamas is 100% to blame. That's what I think. Make sure you post that, please. I, I, I can't stand when they try to put words in your like okay so he just gave a very intellectual comprehensive response and her response back is saying you don't care about people who are dying where did you get that from where did you get that no you know who doesn't care about it hamas and what he the only thing i would add in here and i'm not trying to claim that i'm as smart as marco rubio because i think he's really good at what he does but he should have turned around and asked her do you condemn hamas because that's my favorite when these protesters, these protesters who are used to asking the questions, we ask the questions. If you turn it on them and you go, well, let's 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 find out how you feel. And then if I were Marco Rubio, I would say to one of my staffers, hey, can you get your phone up and let's start recording this woman? Let's let's get you on tape. How do you feel? Do you condemn Hamas? Do you condemn what happened on October 7th? Oh, you're the only one who can film, right? You're the only one who can ask the questions. 844-500-4242. We will be back with Howie Carr. I cannot wait to talk to him. There's so many things out there today in the news, so don't go anywhere. I've said it before and I'll say it again. Dr. Houghton of Perfect Smiles is the best in the business. When it comes to dentistry, there is no one better. He fixes your teeth and your smile. But what he really does is he builds your confidence because people walk around every single day and sometimes you have something that you're self-conscious about, but you just keep putting it off. You know, you see your smile in the rear view mirror and you think, oh, okay, like I'll, I'll wait till tomorrow or I'll wait till the next day or I'll wait till next year. We're heading into the new year. If you have thought about changing your smile, now is the time to do it. Call Dr. Houghton, call Perfect Smiles. They go at your own pace. They listen to you. They figure out what you need. And they will deliver. And my favorite part about Perfect Smiles is that every single person there loves what they do. Like it has a really happy atmosphere and a really, really good vibe. I know that's one of those words people use all the time now. But if you walk in from the second you go to the reception desk to the second you leave, every single person there is excited to be there. They're excited to make your smile the best it can be. And they're going to take care of you, which is really all you can ask for. You deserve it. Call Perfect Smiles in Nashua, New Hampshire. They're conveniently located off Route 3. They have plenty of parking, and you can reach them at perfectsmiles.com. That's perfectsmiles.com. Change your smile. Change your life. We'll be right back. This is The Grace Curley Show.
Welcome back, everyone, to the Grace Curley Show. We covered so much today, so many different stories. Elon Musk, George Santos, MSNBC. And if you missed any of it, you can find all of these podcasts wherever you get your podcasts, and they're usually up right after the show. So I encourage you to hop on that right away. Today's poll question is brought to you by Perfect Smiles. Don't be fooled by imposters with similar names. If you're unhappy with your smile, you need to visit Dr. Bruce Houghton in Nashua. Call 1-844-PERFECT-SMILE or visit perfectsmiles.com. Jared, what is the poll question and what are the results thus far? Today's poll question, which you can vote in at gracecurlyshow.com, is do you think 2024 general election debates will happen? No, I do not. 76% agree with you. No, they will not. 24% say yes. Yeah, and I was reading a story today in Reuters that said Democrats have no Biden backup plan for 2024, despite age concerns. The Democratic Party has no plan B if President Joe Biden decided for any reason to halt his 2024 reelection campaign and a sudden need to replace him as its standard bearer would spark a messy intra-party battle. Even if more Democratic candidates were to jump in now, the path forward would be unclear as deadlines to get on the primary ballot in critical states such as Nevada, South Carolina and Georgia have already passed. Now, here's the part that I mentioned earlier, which I find very, very strange. It said Biden loyalists citing his record in office argue that the party does not need a backup plan to defeat probable Republican nominee Donald Trump. And I read that and I thought, it's always good to have a backup plan, even if you don't think you're going to need it. It's good to have it either way. But according to Kamala Harris, it's a non-issue. And we played a little bit of this before, but I think it's worth replaying, Jared. Can I have, can I have cut six, please? Let me ask you in a more complicated way. I think there's a lot of people would say she can't say anything else. She, she couldn't tell if there was a problem. I'm not lying. <laughs> If there I'm was telling, a, but I'm, but I'm telling but, you a fact. But if there ever is a problem, yeah. do you think that you could go tell the American public? Do you think in your role that you're, that you're in a position to do that? Of course, if necessary, but there's no need for that. I don't, there is a political argument that is being made that is not based on substance. And you're asking me to hypothesize around what are my duties to the American people as Vice President of the United States that are based on ethics and morals and the law. I will always follow those rules. But I am suggesting to you that it is important we not be seduced into one of the only arguments that that side of the aisle has right now on this issue. In a okay, way hold, that on, is hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, Kamala. She's just saying so much. There's just blah, 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 blah. There's so much I need to break down here. One is that there's no issue. She's telling us there's no issue with Joe Biden. Does she realize that he's going around explaining to people that one of his guys has the code to blow up the world? Was that did I get that quote right, Jared? Uh, Something about might have been blowing up the world. Yeah, that was in Colorado when he was talking to a hot mic moment to some union guy or something. But the second part of her answer is even more baffling. I mean, this woman really makes no sense. Joining us now to discuss this is Howie Carr. Howie, the Democrats have no backup plan for if Joe Biden for any reason decides to bow out. As someone who's been watching politics for a long time, well, first of all, do you believe that? And second of all, isn't it always good to have a plan B, even if you had like the perfect candidate? Wouldn't you want to have someone in the wings just in case? 
But, Grace, I don't like to hypothesize, <laughs> to, use, uh, to use a word I did not know that uh, Kamala Harris knew the meaning of. I'm not sure she knows the meaning of it, but somebody gave her the word. Yeah, you're right. It's, you know, it's never good to hypothesize. Howie, this New York Times deal books event, there was a lot happening. You had Kamala Harris talking about TikTok and Israel. You had Elon Musk basically telling advertisers who are threatening to uh, bail out of Twitter to go bleep themselves. What what is going on? What do you make of this? Must be nice to have all the money that he has. That's I, could, you money. I would never I would never say that to any of our advertisers, Grace. Never in a million years. But I also don't think any of our advertisers would pull the stunts that Disney and all these other places try to pull where they try to bully someone into like really when you look at what's happening with Media Matters, that is such BS. It, it's all of these organizations and we've seen this before, Howie. They go around and they tell Disney and they tell Nike, Oh, you know, he's a right wing, blah blah. Blah, blah, you should pull out all your advertising money and he's sick of it yeah and they had no problems with you know t- refusing to put my tweets up reporting my tweets to the fbi and, and doing it to a million other people other than me but now that elon musk is just trying to actually observe the the tenants of the first amendment they're angry they've been out of shape they want to put him out of business Yeah, and I'm glad you brought this up, Howie, because you sent me this article today, but it's really picking up steam, that Special Counsel Jack Smith issued a warrant to Twitter, and it's very sweeping, and it's he's asking Twitter to hand over any and all information about anything Donald Trump ever tweeted. Howie, you were talking about the other day how phone records and how certain, you know, when you look at some of these investigations, even if you text someone who's not directly involved, they end up wanting your text messages, or it gives them, it gives these agencies a reason to look at someone else's phone they they didn't care about carter page or george papadopoulos or even michael flynn they wanted to get the warrants to surveil them on the grounds that they could get somebody who was closer to trump and then they could start surveilling them or maybe if they really got lucky they could get trump himself and then they could start uh you know uh wiretapping him or surveilling his uh his his electronic messages yeah and it also makes me think how you about what nikki haley said where she's like oh um you know i want everyone to have to put their identity or you know their names uh, of who they are on their social media accounts it's like no thank you because uh, apparently jack smith can go in and ask for all this information and there's nothing really elon musk can do to stop him Right. I mean, we have to learn from our past mistakes. The Patriot Act was a mistake. They set up secret courts. So now Nikki Haley wants to set up basically a a new age FISA court where we have to rely on the uh, good intentions of the federal government. Sorry, Nikki. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me (laughs) twice, shame on me. Howie, last question for you. Representative George Santos gave a speech today in front of the media. He's calling out Jamal Bowman. He's calling out the hypocrisy of the left, Alejandro Mayorkas. Do you think Santos is going to be expelled from Congress? Yes, but at least he's going down in style in flames. And I'm, I, you know, that's my poll question. Who who deserves to most be thrown out of Congress? And I listed a bunch of them. It's definitely not him. I can tell you that right now. Exactly. He's a he's a uh, ham and egger compared to a lot of, to most of these other guys that need to be thrown out. Ham and egger. That's one of my favorites. I always forget to use that, but that sums him up pretty well. Howie Carr is coming up next. You don't want to miss it. 
We'll be back tomorrow for our Friday show. Don't go anywhere. Hey,